This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. We've all heard the stories of the heroic lives of virtue the earliest Christians lived. These stories inspired Christians from all walks of life, and they have motivated many people to become Christians themselves, even knowing in those far distant days that they might follow in the same footsteps as those early Christians. And those footsteps led to martyrdom. Heroic virtue is one of the many things missing in the church today, and it is missing from many of our leaders in the faith. Gone are the days when almost without question we could trust our shepherds or even other Catholics to be attempting to live lives worthy of emulating ourselves. The earliest Christians were made of hardier stuff than we are today. We who shy away from fasting and acts of penance. We who complain that there are too many rules in the church today, which is especially laughable. We who fill the communion lines but rarely fill the confession lines to capacity. The state of the laity is almost laughable, and it's little wonder, too given the state of the bishops in the church. Today's story brings us back to the United Kingdom, where a diocese has issued official guidelines for Catholics to venerate pagan idols and their demonic false gods. I'm not even kidding about this. A diocese in the United Kingdom has issued official guidelines for violating the First Commandment. By this point, we really shouldn't be surprised by any of this, right? After the enthronement of the Pachimami demon in the Vatican in October, and after the apology to the demon worshippers that was issued by Francis after those idols were dumped into the Tiber, and after many of the bishops and other Catholic public figures tripped over themselves to issue public condemnations of the intolerance and lack of inclusivity displayed by those of us who refuse to participate in pagan idol worship, we began to see the spread of the Pachimami virus in the church around the world. This is just another example of that. Idolatry and paganism are a virus, and like any contagion, they spread rapidly. This is no different than that story I reported at the beginning of the month about the Italian parish that was erecting a UN idol to the environment, nor is it any different than certain establishment Catholic figures who still to this day defend the enthronement of the demon at the Amazon Synod. But here's the story from LifeSite, who have done a great job at finding these examples of apostasy and badness from the far-flung reaches of the Catholic Church. I'm going to give you the opening sentences of the LifeSite article on this. They're unbelievable. Quote, A Catholic diocese in the UK is encouraging Catholics visiting pagan shrines to bow to pagan images and to eat food blessed in pagan rituals in the spirit of ecumenism and dialogue. In its guidelines for visiting pagan shrines, the Catholic Diocese of Halam, run by Bishop Ralph Heskett, encourages Catholics to bring flowers to Buddha, bow to Hindu murtis, which are images of their false deities, and bow to the Sikh holy book. Catholics are also encouraged to eat the food offered to them that has been blessed in Hindu and Sikh rituals. Somebody really needs to read their Bible here. Bishop Heskett did not respond to a query from LifeSite by press time. LifeSite asked him how he could justify the advice, 
in light of the first commandment, which states, quote, I am the Lord your God. You shall have no strange gods before me. End quote. The earliest Christians were often martyred because they refused to pinch incense to statues of Caesar or Minerva or Jupiter or any of the other Roman false gods you care to name. Now we have a bishop of the Catholic Church giving instructions to the faithful on how to pinch incense to false gods properly. This is the state of things in the church today, unfortunately, but should we be surprised? But this goes back to the issue of enculturation, a word that is new to many Catholics but has been pushed by Francis since literally the beginning of his reign. He gave a homily back in 2013, in May of that year, mere months after his ascension to power, where he described enculturation in this way, quote, The Christian originality is not a uniformity. It takes each one as he is, with his own personality, with his own characteristics, his culture, and leaves him with that because it is a treasure. However, it gives one something more. It gives flavor. This Christian originality is so beautiful because when we want to make a uniformity, all salted in the same way, things will be like when the woman throws in too much salt and one tastes only salt and not the meal. The Christian originality is this. Each is as he is with the gifts the Lord has given him. End quote. Here we see enculturation as a part of the secular sacrament of diversity and inclusion. And that fits perfectly into his constant talk about rigid ideologies, the colonialism of our Catholic forebears, and the like. But it goes way further than that, and he probably knew it at the time that he gave that homily. This past November, Francis was on his Southeast Asian tour, and he stopped in Thailand, where he told a religious community that in culture to acculturate the gospel in their evangelization work. He said this meant, quote, It is about letting the gospel be stripped of fine but foreign garb, to let it sing with the native music of this land, to inspire the hearts of our brothers and sisters, the same beauty that set our own hearts on fire. He added that it is vital that the church today be able to proclaim the gospel to all, in all places, on all occasions, without hesitation and without fear. End quote. In other words, this, like the instructions from the UK for the Catholic faithful to pay homage to demonic false gods, is about dialogue and accompaniment. Seriously, that's what this is about. And by necessity, dialogue and accompaniment requires us to cast aside that the Catholic faith is the only one that saves, and that we must acknowledge the satanic lie that other religions are viable paths to salvation, that Christ isn't what he himself said he was, which is the only way to the Father. That is what this is about, ultimately. Dialogue and accompaniment cannot happen if our conversations with members of other faiths ever really reaches the point of saying, Hey, look, your religion produces some cool art and music, but ultimately, it's not only wrong, but a satanic lie. Even if we put it in a more diplomatic way than I just did. So we get expected to treat their religion with the same reverence that we treat ours, even if we know for a fact that members of other faiths would never treat the Catholic faith with the kind of reverence the Bishop of Halam is asking his flock to have for Buddhism, the religion of the Saracens, or many other false religion. But if you really want to go back to the source, you have to go back to the concept of aggiornamento, which is the call to modernize the church that was issued by Pope John XXIII back at the start of the Second Vatican Council. This was tied to another call, a more infamous call, to open the windows of the church to the world. This was supposed to embrace the wisdom of the world and to bring a breath of fresh air into the world by doing things like embracing left-wing and right-wing brands of liberalism, embracing the new emerging technocratic international political order, and yes, 
surrendering claims of religious supremacy, and entering into dialogue with other religious traditions. This hasn't exactly gone as planned, either, with the effects on the lives of the faith we see in Catholics around us, as well as the eroding of the faith in the world more broadly. So instead of acknowledging this problem, bishops like Heskett ins insist on doubling down. And we know why. Just look at the condition of the UK, and you'll see why he did it. It's plain for anyone to see, really. So what do you think about this? Unfortunately, no one can take these instructions and dump them into the river with any real effect. If you want to read them for yourself, they are on the sources blog for you to see. All my sources are linked there, so have a look. A link is in the description of this video. Go ahead and find out how you too can pinch incense to false gods with the full permission of the Bishop of Halam, all in the name of enculturation, accompaniment, and dialogue. Welcome to Clown Church, everyone. Thanks for listening. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.